Jealous Podcast. I am here with Anna today. Hey, Anna. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. It's Friday. We got breakfast this morning from mm-hmm. Lori, which was uber kind of her. Uh, she informed us that she's never had chocolate chip pancakes. What? <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're my she's favorite. Like, do they even sell that at restaurants? I'm like, what? <laughs> well, she did. Exactly. My thoughts exactly. Oh, my gosh. But you can't hate on her because she did give us bacon and she breakfast. She did it all. The even the drinks, I mean. Mm-hmm. We're that getting, was really nice. And it was funny because Al, who's on the podcast with us today, he's normally the one coming into Bing Bang bringing us food. Mm-hmm. So, like, when he came in this morning, he's like, whoa, and yeah. we had all this food for him. Do you, so, talk to us about Al, how he got connected with us, and why you invited him on today. Yeah, so Al got connected to us through Lori. Mm-hmm. Um, both of them were um, Urbandale Chamber members and just met over time and yeah. kind of got together, and Al needed some help with some of his marketing needs and brought him in, and um, the rest is history, I guess. Yeah, he came in, and we were doing a creative strategy with him, and hearing his story, I'm like, this story has to be heard. Mm-hmm. So we invited him on today. Not only is it Breast Cancer Awareness Month in October, mm-hmm. to October, but yes. it's also Pork Month. Yes. Yep. <laughs> National Pork Month. Mm-hmm. Pork Awareness. Do we need awareness for pork? Uh, pork yeah. <laughs> and then also Filipino Month because mm-hmm. Al is Filipino and he kind of dives into that with his childhood and how he was raised today. Guys, I'm telling you, this story <laughs> I have shivers now just talking about uh, it, like thinking about it. It's so incredible, and it it all goes into his business and what he's doing now to help serve others and mm-hmm. other people, all that he's been through. And something I did want to mention before we get off talking about who we're jealous of is that mm-hmm. he does offer free food and water to people that need it. If you're hungry, if you're thirsty, go into Big Al's and go have some amazing you. barbecue yeah because he's been through it and he goes into that today and he just wants to help others so Anna without further ado tell us who you're jealous of today okay so my older sister is actually getting married next weekend so this week I'm kind of I'm like kind of panicking because I am one of the me and my it's younger coming. sister are the maid of honors yeah. so I have to write a speech yeah. so I am very jealous of the people who get to go to a wedding and don't have to speak <laughs> and don't have to talk in front of everyone. What has the speech process been like because oh. I'm a maid of honor too so I'm gonna have to write this. There's, I feel a lot of pressure. Yeah <laughs> I'm a little, we're a little nervous so it's me my older sister's getting married and then I'm the middle sister I guess and I have a little sister so my younger sister and I are doing our speeches together just to make it easier and yeah. neither of us have been a maid of honor before so yeah. that helps a little bit we kind of broke it down in an outline yeah and had like oh you know welcome and then her her part my part are you going more funny or yes. more sentimental okay. more funny I mean there are a few uh, sentimental parts in there but more funny and just you know have oh, a good time lighthearted good. yeah that, see that's my struggle I'm like I could it's go hard 80 different directions I just this. don't want to cry like I mean I'm sure I'm gonna cry <laughs> but like if I start crying I can't stop that's my problem so oh, it's like older is your sister than you she's three years older okay and then my younger sister and my older sister they're seven years apart so it's kind of like I have more to talk about just because I grew up closer with my older sister so yeah it's just weird trying to like figure all of it out and putting it together to make it sound right yeah (laughs) so it'll be good that'll be fun yeah I love a a good wedding I yeah. mean, it's a good time. I'm, I'm excited. I'm your wedding gal. I'm a great plus one. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll get yeah. out on the dance floor. I'll get jiggy with it. And I'll just <laughs> have a good old time. Je- this week, I'm jealous of, I've been talking about it all week since I started following them last week, um, Crumble Cookies. Mm-hmm. 
they're <laughs> like each time I'm like screenshotting, like got to do this, got to do that, got to try that. And I love it so much that I might, I've been influenced and marketed to, I might go get a crumble cookie after you have today. To. They're delicious. <laughs> and all their content they put on their social pages are awesome. The question is, do I stop at one or do I keep Ooh, going? Good question. I was going to say this is sad that I know this, but they have the one single box or four or okay. more than that. So it's like either one or four, I feel like. Okay, one or four. Mm-hmm. I could do four. I'm going to the Iowa game tomorrow. Yeah, I could bring share. some cookies to tailgate with at totally. 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. That sounds amazing. Everyone will love you, yeah. Okay, we've been given a tight timeline <laughs> for this uh, intro by Sam. So we are going to wrap it up <laughs> and enjoy today's episode with Al and give us a shout out on socials if you do it and you listen to it, we'd love to hear your thoughts because we have so many. Yes. <laughs> and he was amazing. So enjoy today's episode, guys. Bye. My youngest daughters, and I remember they were the first dishwashers. Um, oh, my goodness. They were in, in our driveway with the garden hose and Don Dish Show scrubbing the pots yeah. Yeah. in the driveway. Meanwhile, there's chunks of food going down oh, the driveway. Right. <laughs> and they're embarrassed. And I'm like, I'm kind of embarrassed. But it's like, and my wife won't let me in the house because it's a mess. I'm, yeah. I'm a mess. I'm a, yeah. I'm a mess. <laughs> well, it kind of leads into our conversation today, why we brought you on. Uh, Anna and I ber- both became jealous of you after our creative strategy session with you we had probably like, what, a couple months ago now? And we've been doing more and more work with you, and we're like, we have to get this guy on the podcast. His story's too good not to share. So we're excited, like we were kind of talking about before, to expand on all facets at facets of your life because you're more than Big Al's barbecue. You have a bigger story to tell. You're you're doing greater things beyond serving people amazing food, which we have had the honor of Mm -hmm. tasting a few times because Al never comes here empty handed. Except today. Today. Today, but you guys. We brought the breakfast today. Mm -hmm. We got a little surprise from Lori over there with some pancakes and stuff. So I want to talk about, because you were saying your kids started working in the restaurant young. When did you start cooking and getting this love for cooking? Because you started in the kitchen young, too, didn't you? Yeah, I did. You know, um, I remember my brother and I were really close in age, and so we were six and seven or seven and eight, and we were already in the kitchen. I mean, we were already cooking, at, wow. you know, and so. With a knife? With a knife. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And, and, and it was expected. I yeah. right? still And we got to load knife. the dishwasher and all that. I mean, that was the, ex- the expectation of us. I mean, mm-hmm. it was. But anyway, we were cooking already by the age of seven and eight. And one of the things that we would do in the morning time and on Saturdays is we would cook for our 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 mom and dad, mm-hmm. right? And the big Filipino thing is eggs and rice and some other piece of meat like spam or <laughs> a piece of salted fish. So that's a very Asian thing, but that's what yeah. we would make. So I remember making eggs, and I uh, they had to be su- – we all like sunny-side-up eggs. Mm-hmm. And – if I ruined one, if, if the yolk was broken, I would make another one <laughs> to make it so it's perfect Aww. because I'd wait till they'd wake up in the morning. Yeah. Now, we make that. We were making Campbell's soup. Mom was teaching us how to make all these, you know, popovers, and she just loved – my mom loved to cook. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's one – that was the – she always told us that, that that was the common denominator that, that everybody had. It didn't matter whether you're – uh, an enemy, a friend, a neighbor. The common denominator is you have to eat. Yep. Um, but the more important thing for her was uh, she felt that everybody in this world was your friend. Mm-hmm. At least try to make them that way. And how do you do that? You make them food. <laughs> However, if you can't do that, they were never meant to be your friend to begin with. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was always ingrained. But the most important thing, and I'll never forget this, 
when we were growing up, we were taught, you know, we were taught how to iron. We were again, we're six and seven years. We're taught wow. how to iron, make our beds, clean the floors, clean the toilets. That's part of your culture too. It is part it? of our culture. Mm-hmm. It was it was part of our culture, yeah. and it was a must, and you did it. Yeah. You know, um, but at any rate, the my mom had this premonition. She said, "Al and Harry." The reason why I want you to learn all these things is because I'm not always going to be around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My yeah, brother and I, I like going, huh? <laughs> like, what? where are you going? Where are you right. going? <laughs> I'm not always going to be around to do this for you. And you can't expect a Very lady true. to do this for you. You, yeah. have to, you have to know how to do this because you may be by yourself. I want you to be able to do that. And we're six and seven, yeah. right? Yeah. We're not 16 and 17. Right. We're six and seven. Wow. So it was always ingrained in our minds that that was, that was what we should, we, we should be able to be self-sufficient mm-hmm. at, at that age. And so we were. So, I, you know, to, to the point of us cooking, it started there. And uh, thank God she did teach us because, you know, at the, at the end of the day of that, um, she left young. She, she passed away young. And, of course, my brother and I, we were, we were equipped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're ready for life. Mm-hmm. Right? So... Do you want to kind of dive into that? So when she was diagnosed with breast cancer, what, how old were you during all that? Sure, sure. To go into that story. You know, um, it was in the 1970s. You know, there there's these magazines and stuff, Cosmopolitan, Mademoiselle and stuff. And they were talking about this thing about breast cancer. And I, I'll never forget, you know, my, my mom had this, had the magazine opened up and it showed this caricature of a lady hand up and, Touching her breast and my brother and I going, oh boy, this is like, this is like like rated X, right? It's like, so we're like looking, and so they showed how to, you know, circle, circle around here and circle there and stuff. Well, she felt a lump, and uh, the the long story short of that is that it was cancerous. We went up to we went up to the Mayo Clinic, and it's sure enough, it was cancerous. And so was it she like had surgery. What? Oh, she t- got the lump removed. So she okay. got the, so she had oh, a single mastectomy. Okay. okay. And so we were fine, you know, but it was fine. And then the other breast. Mm-hmm. So both. And then they had mentioned that, hey, you know, uh, we're going to take these out. Now they took out both the breasts and she's cancer free, but they also mentioned that, you know, there could be complications. There could, this is in the late 70s. And so um, the complications could be, you know, a list of things. Well, what ended up, my mom ended up passing in 1986. And what ended up taking her life was complications of the breast cancer, where she ended up dying from leukemia. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So um, I remember on my, on or it, it's on a, it was on a Thursday. It was in November. And on a Thursday, and uh, my brother had woke, had, had, I was living in fraternity. I was at, at Sigma Nu fraternity at Iowa State. Fun. And uh, I get a phone call. One of my, uh, Justin Boyce, I think his name was, and said, hey, Al, um, your brother's on the phone. It's important. It's like 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I said, what's going on? He says, Al, we got to get up to Rochester. Mm. Something's going, something happened. I said, Mom just had the bre- mom just had the the she just had the bone marrow transplant. What do you mean? She said, 
I thought that was everything was fine. He's like, we, we got to go. We didn't have a car. Oh we, we didn't have anything to get up there. So we called a friend of ours. His name is Jaime Reyes. And he's still around. And he's up in Ames. And, and they, they, he was friends with my dad. For, they were both were engineers with the Department of Transportation. Anyway, we ended up getting a ride up to Rochester through this, through this gentleman. And we got up there probably 10 o'clock. And my mom was in the ICU. And uh, we went, and my dad was there, and we went to the doctor, and, and the doctor said, well, based upon what's going on, probably by 2 o'clock, she's going to be, she's going to be gone. Uh, and you oh were like, gosh. how old? I, I was 20. Shiver. I just oh got my God. I'm 20 years old. My brother's 19. I'm a sophomore at Iowa State. And I'm like, what? Uh. So... It was true. She pa- at two o'clock. About two o'clock, she passed away. Well, right when she's she had all these tubes in my, I still remember vividly. She had all these tubes and she couldn't talk. And all she could do was kick her leg. And I remember looking. I remember looking at her. I said, "Hey, mom. Uh, gosh, I love you, and I'm sorry that this is happening. But I want to let you know that uh, I will help. I'll help find the cure." So the, this won't happen anymore. I promise to help find the cure. And I was holding her hand. I'll, I'll never forget that. And I remember telling her, because at the time I was enrolled at Iowa State, I thought I was going to become a doctor. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, I'm going to be this grandiose scientist doctor to come up with this, come up with this, this cure for, for breast cancer and leukemia. And I thought I was going to do that. So I remember telling her, I promise. And then she passed. So here I am, you know, I'm 20 years old, I'm flunking out. I flunked out at Iowa State, not knowing what I'm doing, for, you know, not knowing what I'm doing, mm-hmm. right? But I find out, I, you know what, I'm just not really cut out for this scholastic stuff. I'm flunking mm-hmm. out. I flunked yeah. out. And so the whole dream and the whole thought of mom passing away, or the whole, the whole thing, me saving lives with trying to find the cure for breast cancer, kind of went away because, like, not what. So here's right. this unkept promise, and it just kind of faded away, you know, and, and it was always in the back of my mind. And so it's, you know, but then you fast forward. So Yeah, you look at your so, what you're doing now. Yeah, so you, you look at, you know, God has a way of, 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 of taking things in, in, in life. And, you know, it's really easy to look at, look at life in situations, you know, and, and what I found is God, God speaks to us not s- – necessarily situationally but generationally why did this happen you know Mm -hmm. and you think that well my life is over this is the end of the world how can this be Mm -hmm. and so you take the worst thing in my whole entire life that had ever happened to me and you fast forward and in october of 21 i put my first jar of homemade barbecue sauce in hy-vee and on the side is a picture of my mom, and it says, portion of proceeds goes to Susan G. Komen to help find the cure for breast cancer. That's so awesome. So every jar of barbecue sauce, Big Al's barbecue sauce, that is sold, a portion of those proceeds goes to Susan G. Komen. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Chills and So you take something that's absolutely awful, mm-hmm. and this barbecue sauce, that's a big deal. 
But see, it's more for me. It's more than just the sauce. It's more than it's more than it's not the money part. It's the help, helping to try to find a cure for a bigger cause. Definitely using something, a different platform to to get there. To get there. Well, it's mm-hmm. even this promise you made to her on her last day, and you thought it was a hopeless dream, like flunking out, and then here you are. You're still you're fulfilling that prom. I mean, all your work, your brand, your logo. It's dedicated to your mom and what she taught you growing up and what you promised to leave behind because you want to make that impact. I wanted to make that impact. And so the hope is that we do find the cure Mm -hmm. because it's, it's more than just, Oh, mom's dead. Mom's gone. It's more, it's, Oh my gosh, it's the families. I mean, how it affected Mm -hmm. and impacted the families, you know? And, it, it costs a lot of money too. Yeah. I mean, if you're up and staying in a hotel and and the doctor bills and I mean it's oh, yeah. it's Adds it's up. just tenfold yeah. on the the other stuff that happens and so and and the heartache and you know if there's anything that I could do if there's one thing that I can do to help to help not have that heartache for somebody or some people or someone's plural mm-hmm. then I, then I would love to do that. Yeah, but it's 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 it sucks. it's it's it sucks and so that's you know and so as i'm as i've moved forward in life you know i know that that you know i've been put here on earth to it's a bigger cause and what i've learned over the course of time is that it's not about me Mm -hmm. and when i figured out that it's not about me then it's about others and helping and loving other people my life changed. So my life really changed. Where big. were you at that point? Because, like you said, you were going to school to be a doctor. How, like, how did cooking come back into your life and this big idea for Big House? <laughs> wow. <laughs> so you got to eat. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, so I'm 20 years old. And I've always been cooking. So I was I was in the end, uh, restaurant industry, you know, waiting tables, bartending. I've worked at Chinese restaurants, Thai restaurants, Italian restaurants, all wow. sorts of restaurants, right? But those were the, the those were either main jobs, but they were also for the good chunk of it the side jobs because I had other jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a salesman. If you guys haven't picked that up, I'm a salesman <laughs> yes. by trade, right? <laughs> no, so, not you. Right. So I always had I always had I always had a bartending waiting job. So I was always in the industry. You know, I have managed several different restaurants. And one thing that I knew about being in the industry is that it never felt like work. It never, even to this day, I mean, there's a lot of other things that encompass it, like taxes and payroll (laughs) and stuff (laughs) like that, that, you know, I'm I'm just not a big fan of, but I hire somebody to take care of that. But as far as the industry and and serving people, I, I really love that. And And if my, you know, if it is, is, if my wife (laughs) would just let me work, 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 I would, I would just work, but you know, I'm a dad and Mm -hmm. I'm a husband first and foremost. You got to buy that Lululemon. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. (laughs) Holy cow. That's a whole nother story. So, um, yeah, so it, 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 it had always been. And so it, it was never work to me. So you, 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 you move forward. And so, how did it get from where I was at then to here? I mean, mm-hmm. I think I have to. You have. I have to digress. You know, where where was I that all of a sudden the change in my life happened? Mm-hmm. You know where? Because my 
there's more than just that part. I mean, there's there's that part of my life with with my mom passing away. You know, and it's and, and you can't make this up. It's almost a movie. While my mom was on her deathbed in 1986, my dad was too. My dad had 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 uh, had kidney disease. Oh wow! And so he was up in Rochester, Minnesota, and they were both in hospitals, oh my my, both dying at the same time. Oh my gosh! You, again, you can't make this up. No. And so here's my mom passing, and here's my dad with you know with uh. the kidney disease, and they're figuring out you're going to need a new kidney, right? Oh. And so this is all in 1986, and uh, he said, "Well, you're going to have to get you're going to have to get." Uh, 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 Oh, what do they do when they when they uh, dialysis? dialysis. Mm-hmm. So they had to do all this thing with my dad's arm and stuff, and to do do dialysis on my dad. So oh, that was happening at the same time. So he, it's like, what what's going on with my world? Right, and you're in college, and I'm and in college. Ugh. And so in 1987, both my brother and I we recognized that well, we can't you lose another parent here. They said that in Mayo Clinic, the best way is to get a transplant, kidney okay. transplant. And the best match is with a family member. Mm-hmm. Nose goes. So <laughs> both my brother and I thought, well, we'll get tested. Yep. We both got tested. Harry was more confident about the about giving his kidney, and the doctor said it's very important that you're confident about it because the, the, your organs – will will react if you're not confident about it. So my wow. brother was confident. My my brother Harry donated his kidney to my dad. That's wow. amazing. Wow. So they both have one kidney. My, my my dad has my brother's kidney and Harry has one kidney because they say you can Yeah, you can so, live off of that. Yeah. Yeah, so mm-hmm. there's that. That wow. is so crazy. Oh my gosh. It, you even look at you and Harry's relationship now and you're, you guys are both in business together. Like, no wonder you guys are so, I mean, you guys so have got, been through so much together. Right. Why not go on a business adventure together? Right. <laughs> but it wasn't always like that because I went my way. Okay. Okay. I went, I went my way and, um, uh, well, I mean, I'm just, I'll just cut to the chase. Yeah, I, uh, I ended up becoming homeless. Mm-hmm. I was living in St. Louis and, uh. Well, I, 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 I had a drinking problem, and currently I'm in recovery. And I was in St. Louis, and I'll never forget, I'm living out of my car. And I'm like, how in the world did I get to this point? Mm-hmm. Now, here was my thought process at the time. I mean, I couldn't think of what I'm going to do for the rest of my life, let alone the only thing that I could think of, where am I going to get my next drink? Where am I going to find the money f- to get my next drink? Where That was what my whole entire life was encompassed around. And um, so I'm a recovering alcoholic. And so here I'm in St. Louis and living in my car. And I will never forget, here was my decisions. One of the, one, as an alcoholic, we think differently. We don't think right we have what they call a living problem. We don't know how to live life on life's terms. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I remember, I was living, it was, I, I'll never forget, it was, it was July 4th. I do remember that. And I was in my car in, an, in the driveway or in the parking lot of the old apartment complex that I got evicted out of. Wow. But I didn't know where else to go. Yeah. Right. So I'm, 
I'm in this parking lot, and it's 11 o'clock at night, and it is 98 degrees. Oh, my gosh. Now, here's what's going through my mind. My gas is on E with the red light showing. If I turn the car on for a brief moment, the air conditioner will kick on. But I don't have enough gas. But I'm hotter than hot. It's hot. Uh It's freaking hot. Meanwhile, if if I turn the gas off and roll the window down because I don't have enough gas, but I can't breathe, I can't stay in the car without the air conditioner or without the windows down, so I put the window down, well, guess what? Now, now I got fresh air, and I can be cooler than if the windows were all the way up right. without the car running. Mm-hmm. But my dilemma was, now the window's down, here are the mosquitoes. Mm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> mosquitoes in the summertime. And, the and, 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 and I'm sweating. Yeah. And yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> right? So, Bad idea. No, so no. here's my – That's those are the things that I was dealing with. Oh, yeah. Those are the life things I'm dealing with. And meanwhile, where am I going to get a couple dollars to go buy this cheap-ass vodka? Yeah. Right. Where am I going to get? So that's, that's what's going through my mind. Talk about really messed up mind. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that I'm not messed up now. <laughs> I'm not saying that. <laughs> We're but all a little messed yeah. up. Yeah. But, but certainly, yeah. if, you, if, if, if you move forward, you know, my, my life has completely changed. I am, mm-hmm. I, am not, I am not that person anymore. I don't have to be that person anymore. What was it that took you out of that or you started to realize you needed? So what happened was finally my dad had some friends from the church that lived in St. Louis and they were working for Monsanto. They were food scientists that got their PhD. They were just smarter than smart, right? And they were from, I forgot where in the they were from they weren't from India they were from gosh I can't remember at any rate they were from the church and so uh, my they knew they knew that I was at the very lowest ebb of my life and they my dad said come home son how old were you 41 42 years old Mm -hmm. come home well I didn't have any money yeah. yeah. How am I going to get How there? How am I going to get there? <laughs> right. We're going to go ahead and give Chant and Cheyenne were their name. Mm-hmm. We're going to give we're going to give them money and they're going to give you the money to put gas in the car to come home. Wow. And I don't know what it was that made me decide that I'm just going to come home, but I had enough I I bought a bottle of vodka and I filled the gas tank oh, up. Wow. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> so I'm driving a half Oh my gosh! <coughs> on a on a on a donut, oh on a donut, and I'm driving home, and I'm like, and I, I remember having to pull over because I was so I was so drunk drunk. Yeah, I remember driving home, but anyway, I I ended up uh, getting finally up to my my I got that money, I put the gas in the car, and one tank or m- one and a half tanks, well, however much money I you know that it's kind of that part was a blur, mm-hmm. but I remember I finally met came home and this was in 2008 and I'm at home now well now I'm like okay now what yep. uh-huh. what's the next step yep. what's the next step I'm living in my parents basement 
And my first thought was, well, I got it. I got to get enough money to go back down to St. Louis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, my dad is going through going through this 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 help meeting, a twelve step help <laughs> meeting, to figure out well how do I handle a guy like my son? Mm-hmm. And what he was finding out was that my dad was was enabling me to do stuff because he was always sending me money and right. I was living with him. And meanwhile, I'm trying to figure out where am I going to get where I got to get some money because I got to get I got to get a drink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I ended up getting a job working at Biagi's as a server, as a food server. And I thought, well, I'll save enough money, and, mm-hmm. and I'll go back to St. Louis. Right? That was my thought <laughs> process. Well, that doesn't make any sense. But I remember, so I'm living at, I'm, I'm living at home, and my dad knows I've got a problem. Mm-hmm. And he finally has a heart-to-heart with me. When my dad has a heart-to-heart, I mean, he means it. My dad really means it. And he says, son, I love you. But if you're going to maintain living the life that you're living, drinking the way that you are, you're going to have to leave home. What? Yeah. You're going to have to leave home. Wow. You're going to have to leave home. So make your decision. Well, it was a couple weeks, a few weeks after that, and I remember, I remember it was, it was that, it was January, or no, it was December 30th, 31st, 30th, mm-hmm. it was the day before New Year's Day, okay. and I was supposed to wait on my parents um, at Biagi's, and I had, I, I obviously had tied one on, and at, at any rate, um, uh, I remember all of a sudden, I felt like I'm having a heart attack. Oh my gosh. I'm like... Whoa. I'm like, whoa! This is, is this is awful. I'm cramping up and I can't breathe. And I remember going right, running to the to the bathroom, to the employee bathroom. I'm looking at myself in the mirror and going, "Is this how you're going to go, Al? Is this what you're supposed to be doing for the rest of your life? Is this what it's come to?" I remember I couldn't wait on I couldn't wait on my folks. Someone else ended up waiting on them. I waited in the op- my my boss's office for like two or three hours, however long they took. Went home, and I didn't have a drink, and I started detoxing at, at, on, on, on my own. And then my parents said, hey, you know what? Just a suggestion. They got those meeting things, and there's one at the church that you used to go to, Al. Um, you ought to try to go to one of those. As a matter of fact, they got one tonight. And I said, Really? said, yeah, you don't have to drink today, Al. You can, you can stop. And I went, okay. But then what am I going to do for the rest of my life? God will take care of you. So I remember going, it was a Tuesday night. And it was like January 6th. And I went to my church. They had a meeting, and they had, they, had, they had a 12-step meeting there. And I started listening, and I, people were there, and they're talking about their story and stuff. And I went, I recognize that story. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, my God. This is it. I don't have to live my life like that anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they said, just for today, I'll don't, you don't have to drink. 
come back tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, no, okay. So I came back. And I kept coming back. And I remember, uh, sorry. No, uh, it okay, is I'm such to a powerful too. story. And uh, <sighs> keep going if you so want to keep going. I, I remember, so I remember <laughs> I told my buddy, I, I remember Jason, and my old dog drinking buddy. And I was three days, didn't have a drink. I remember I said, Jason, I haven't had a drink. He said, how did you do it? I said, I've been going to these, these meetings. I said, you should come with me. He said, I don't know if I can do it. I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not that person. Oh, okay, okay. Well, Jason's dead now, by the way. But anyway, I started going to these meetings. And, and next thing I know, I, I started realizing that, you know, by, you know, I'm 42 years old and I'm waiting tables, right? And back in my mind, I'm going, what am I doing here? What am I doing waiting tables? Why am, why am I, I'm smart. Because I, I ended up getting a degree. I ended up getting, it later on in my life, I ended up getting a degree. I, I'm a behavioral scientist by trade. So I went, got my degree in, in, in behavioral science in St. Louis. And then he even went to graduate school wow. for the company. that. So I went to graduate school for business. But I'm like, how did I end up doing this? And so what I found out by going to these meetings was, well, your job, Al, as a, a human, is you're supposed to serve and love people. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> well, guess what? I'm serving people. I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to be doing this. Yeah. Good. I'm just gonna do this for the rest of my life. I'll just do this. And you know what? I waited tables at Biagi's for nine years, and I was making good money. I bought my first house. Yeah. I bought my first Cadillac Escalade. I, you wow. know, um, I. And so, you know, all of that happened. But here's here's where the here's and then here's the turning point, right? Why am I waiting tables? Why this? And so one of the guys that I was working with, his name was Chris Coulter. And uh, he's from, he's, we both, we both like the St. Louis Cardinals. He's from Missouri. And we both love this barbecue. And he has, he had a smoker. And we would talk about recipes and stuff like that. And he knew that I knew what I was talking about because I learned how to barbecue in the South. Mm -hmm. Because all my travels and stuff in the South, from St. Louis to Mississippi to Texas, Kansas City, taught me all these things and see this barbecue in the south became a hobby this was just a hobby for me and so when i came back home the only smoker that i had was a weber grill right well chris had a smoker and 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 he was moving back down to missouri his wife had cancer and they, they needed to move and they moved to the lake they needed to get away so she wouldn't be any stress and he said, hey, Al, I got this smoker along with all this other stuff with it that I thought of you first because you have this passion like I do. Would you like to buy it? Hell Meanwhile, yeah. <laughs> my wife had given me the permission to buy a smoker. So the universe I, went, I went, my wife says yes. Oh the gosh. smoker presents himself. However, what she... She was expecting something different for a smoker. She's thinking like Walmart. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, Meanwhile, yep. this smoker, you pull behind a truck. Oh, yeah. so it is this. She was expecting this. this it got and it got this. <laughs> and I went in with my father-in-law. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. So I went in with my father-in-law and we got this big smoker. I'm pulling this big smoker. My wife is she's bad. 
It's in the mash. <laughs> oh my gosh. Where'd you put it? Yeah, well, yeah. In the in the in the drive in the driveway. <laughs> All three. Yeah. In the driveway. In, in Adele, Iowa, in the cul-de-sac. Oh, too funny. That's awesome. In the cul-de-sac. And so here's this. Look, That's awesome. there were no Asians, and there's no Asians in Adel, Iowa. It's country back there. It's super country. So the fact that here I am in the cul-de-sac, oh and there's gosh. the Asian guy, the token Asian guy sitting there, right? With the they're like, and, and they're like, look at because I remember I had bought, I had bought also that year. I had bought my first John Deere lawnmower. Okay. Right? Riding, riding oh, lawnmower. Yeah. Guess what I had? And for Christmas. My wife, the prior, my my wife had bought me some overalls. So guess what? <laughs> I, I, I put the overalls on, no shirt underneath. Oh, my gosh, stop. I'm on my track. My wife has a picture. She has oh, a video. Say, we need this photo. I'm on the tractor, right? <laughs> and I'm driving around the cul-de-sac because I, I got this. I got this John Deere tractor lawnmower with and with my with my with Asian guy right I know, with, the, the, with, the, overalls. with the overalls with the no shirt on and I'm driving. Look at me! Oh my And gosh. so the neighbors already think, oh, "God, he's freaking crazy!" Mm-hmm. Right? So that's great. We're we're crazy. We're a blended family. We're cr- Al's crazy. That's another thing in that. And then Crazy Al brings a smoker <laughs> and parks it. In the driveway. So here I am. I light the smoker up. And it's the whole neighborhood smells like a pork chop. <laughs> I love it. And the neighbors are going, what you got going on over there, Al? I said, this is Southern Style Barbecue. I'm like, really? What'd you, where, can you sell me something? Sure. Get out of here. Let's Come, go. Let's go. Can you, can you sell me something? I went. Can I wear my overalls? Right. Yeah, yeah. So here I am. I'm like going. I think I'm on to something. Heck yeah. So I told my wife, I'm going to start a catering company. She went, with what money? <laughs> Mortgage was due yesterday. We ain't got no money. It's like, no, I think, I said, I've got a calling here. I said, I, I prayed about it, you know. I said, I think I got a calling here. People are offering to buy. And so I already priced out on how much they sell ribs at my competitor's it would be in my competitor's yeah, place. Right. And I said, there's money to be made. I said, if I sell these rack if I sell the rack of ribs, we make fifteen dollars in our pocket. My wife said, Really? <laughs> All I have to do is sell ten. Mm-hmm. Guess yeah. what? Guess what? We got part of the water bill paid for. Uh-huh. That's amazing. So it just kept escalating. Es- kept escalating and kept yeah. escalating. And so I told, so she said, well, where are you going to get the customers? I'll go door to door. I'm a salesman. Yeah. I'm a salesman. <laughs> right. yeah. And that's what I did. How cool. That is so. I cool. sold door to door. Your ribs. I ribbed uh, everything. <laughs> Picnic basket, <laughs> business like card. Little, I just see so a little cool. tray with Seriously, all your samples. It's exactly what it was. Bi- wow. a picnic basket, oh, business too. card, and, and, and walked in. To like this, and yeah. would talk to the decision maker, which was always the office manager, because yeah. they always are the ones that had, you know, hey, what are we doing for lunch? Yeah. And they pull out, well, here, let's go to here. Let's, here, here yeah. I got a menu to here, yep. to here, to here, to here, yeah. to here, right? And I always chose at the time, people's stomachs, like right about now, about 1030, starts to grumble. Totally. Right? Mm-hmm. Smart man. Here's what I found out the stomach has no voice of reason. <laughs> <laughs> None. What? When it comes to money, when it comes to anything, the stomach has no voice of reason That's when you're hungry to the point that it becomes the hangry part. 
Oh. And so that's what I would do I is I would take advantage of that because you know what? It could have been a bologna sandwich and I would I could have sold it to these people because they were so doggone hungry. We think and they yeah. would have thought it was the last supper. I love it. Oh my it. gosh. So how long did you do catering before Big Al's came into play? So it was about a year year and a half. We were selling out of my garage. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm waiting tables full time and then wow. I needed a front. Because I was highly illegal selling barbecue <laughs> out of my funny. garage. Mm-hmm. I had bought a $50 oven from Craigslist. Oh, my gosh. And it's still there. Oh, Seriously? It's Stop. still there. And then I bought from Bill Veltry, a buddy of mine. He had sold me his stainless steel refrigerator to me. Wow. For 200 and some odd dollars. And uh, to me, that was still a lot. Uh, right now, it's a lot yeah. of money, okay? Mm-hmm. But he, he sold that to me because I needed a refrigerator. And I had the smoker outside of the garage, right? Oh, my gosh. And so that's that's how it started. Oh. So I'm selling, but I'm Ill- illegal because you're supposed to have the, the you're supposed so to funny. have the sinks. So when did Big Al? When was Big Al's born? Like what year was that then in your timeline? So ten years ago. Wow. So Big Al's it started out as Hal and Al's Q and Catering. Okay. Because we start my father-in-law and I we started we start, thought about starting this catering yeah. company. Then I ended up buying them out after six months. Yeah. Right. Yep. So a lot of big things happened ten years ago. It was it started in 2012. It was exactly 10 years ago. So 2012, wow. bought my first house. 2012, bought the smoker. 2012, my daughter was born. Oldest? All that. My, 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 my oh, youngest, youngest. The youngest so, daughter yep. was born, Emma. <laughs> everything everything all and happened in 10 years ago. Crazy. Wow, and so once, all at once. And then so what happened was after about a year and a half, I bought a food trailer. Because I needed a front. Because yep. I was illegal. <laughs> super highly illegal. <laughs> That's my favorite part of this I know, whole that's story. I mean, I was like, I was like dude. That or the overalls. Dude, I don't know. Yeah. How many pounds you want? <laughs> Give me the money. Oh Cash God. only. Oh, I love it. Cash crazy. only. Yep. Right? So I'm selling pounds of meat oh, out of the garage, pulled pork. There you go. So, yeah. So it started out that 20, in 2012, and then a year and a half after that, I got the, the, my food trailer. Then this opportunity over on the east side of Des Moines, across the street from mm-hmm. Anderson Erickson, on Hubble, in the hood. Yeah. Across the street from Cheap Seats. There was two murders across the street from us. Oh, That's geez. how bad the neighbor, how bad the hood was. You're like I want that one. But you know what? <laughs> it was my first restaurant. Yeah. It was my first restaurant. Wow. That's coming about seven years ago. That's so crazy. So seven years ago, we started my first restaurant. Okay, so then I'm just like trying to think of the timeline in my head. And then when did the barbecue sauce come into play? So, about a year after we were open. A guy comes to me and says, hey, Al, do you sell this barbecue sauce? <laughs> well, look, I'm a salesman. Everything is for sale, sir. Yes. Everything, no, no. do it's you sell it yet? They, he said, he said uh, no, no. I, I said, well, I can sell it. He said, no, but do you sell it? Like, mm-hmm. did you sell it to me to hy V? I'm like, oh. Whoa. Oh, so he shit. says, I'm so-and-so with hy V. I'm the buyer for in, in, oh my goodness. up in Ankeny. Yeah. In Ankeny. At the Ankeny. And he said, I said, Ankeny. He says, yeah, we're the fourth largest revenue generating a high V in the United States. Wow. I'd love to have get your barbecue sauce there. Yeah. Right? How cool. So I went, wow, great. So I started doing some research on how what how you know what what it's gonna take and stuff like that. Well, it it's to a tune of thirty thousand dollars. Whoa. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what? No. Yeah. So no. no. Uh, so it was like you need and so I told my I told my we had a big meeting with my with my accountant and all my all, uh, all yeah. my team, and we were sitting in front of this person, Todd's BDI, who's is who bottles are. Mm-hmm. 
bottles our stuff. They came and told us, oh, this is what's going to take. You got to get it tested. You got to get this nutritional fact and stuff and this and the bottle and all lot. this. It's a, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, how much is that going to be? Oh, about $30,000. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can't spell $30,000. Yeah. <laughs> right? So right. both my, my account and I are like going, well, we're just not ready for that yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. We're just <laughs> not ready for that yet. Mm-hmm. Get, come back to that. And then you fast forward. We, we got the restaurant about two years ago now in West Des Moines, right? Okay. And that's mm-hmm. the fourth restaurant that we had opened. And we're next to a high Yep. And one of the managers comes. She comes up and says, I love your barbecue sauce. Do you sell it? I'm like going, not yet. <laughs> not bottled, but we can sell it to you. Five dollars a bottle. Like yep. when illegal. you get illegally, <laughs> literally illegally. It's so, <laughs> it's so I'm so highly illegal. The goodness is, I'm not an illegal, <laughs> but I'm illegal. So so anyway, here we go. So um, you know we're. So I told my I, we're, we're now in a position that mm-hmm. we, we can start the, yeah. to to re to reignite this idea of selling barbecue sauce. So. We, that's what we did. We we put money into it, and I stroked the check for it, and, and we started selling it. But wow. I it in that time frame, that was about a four year time frame. I had t- I had known that I wanted to donate a portion of yeah. the proceeds to Susan G. Komen, and I remember getting with Susan G. Komen. So this is this is quite the story here. So I remember I had talked with the I had finally got in with the with the the head honcho at least for Iowa, mm-hmm. and they said I told him here's my idea. I want to use your logo, the, the Susan G. Komen logo, and, ex- and in exchange, we will give you a portion of the proceeds. Yeah. We'll give you money back. Uh-huh. Right? Because mm-hmm. I'm trying to find the cure, right? Definitely. So anyway, the lady says, so how long are you going to be putting the logo on it? Like three weeks? You're uh-huh. just going to use us? I said, well, ma'am, quite frankly, if I can, if I can do it in three weeks... My job is to put you out of business. My job is to take your job away. Isn't yep. that what you're wanting to do too? Yep. Aren't you want, aren't you wanting to try to find a cure? Mm-hmm. I said, wouldn't you like to get this done within two days? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I said, because that's what I want to do. I said, I hopefully hopefully it's not three weeks. I hope it's like right now, but we know better than that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So then they get. So then anyway, we, we ended up finally tying the deal with the CEO of of. Of Sujin G. Komen. Yep. And so if you look on the side of the sauce, mm-hmm. um, it does have the logo, but it's not big enough. And <laughs> my marketing and advertising firm right now is working on that. <laughs> Bing Bang. What? Bing Bang is working, <laughs> is working really hard on trying to make that a big part mm-hmm. of our new advertising. I think that's a program, perfect so. way to come full circle with this whole conversation. Just knowing where you started and where you're at now. I mean... I'm just trying to dissect the timeline. You have taken us through parts of your life that I don't even know if you've opened up to people about publicly or anything, but thank you. Thank you for sharing your incredible, powerful story. You're welcome. You're welcome. So we like to leave um, our audience for the week with a couple pieces of advice. So if you have any advice, your final words, what would you like to say? Follow your passion. Trust in the Lord. And if you think you are beaten, you are. If you think you dare not, you don't. If you'd like to win but don't think you can, it's almost a sense you won't. If you think you'll lose, you're lost. For out in this world you'll find. Success begins with a person's will. It's all in the state of mind. 
Think big and your deeds will grow. Think small and you'll fall behind. Think that you can and you will. It's all in the state of mind. Life's battles don't always go to the stronger or faster man. But sooner or later, the person who wins is the person who thinks that they can. God bless. Oh, the wow, chills out. You just took us to church on a Friday. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> um, final thing, where can people find you, your restaurant, where are you at? How, also, where can they donate to Susan G. Komen? Uh, you know, you jazz. can you can you know buy yourself like a whole ca- a whole bunch of cases from G- Susan G. Komen. It is it is uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yep. Um, all the high bees. If you do not see it, find the manager. Tell them you want it. They will buy it. All right. It's through yep. Lomar through the distribution, or you can come to the restaurant. Um, you can find me. Gosh, uh, I have two restaurants. One in West Des Moines, nineteen sixty Grand, uh, number twenty three, or in Adel. And our newest adventure, we just signed <laughs> the contract. I've been waiting in for this. Ankeny. <laughs> in Ankeny. So I've in got the, the keys in the district. Oh my gosh. In yes. the my, district. My neck of the woods. Yes. So we are, uh, we're, we're excited. It's official. We're, well, it's official. My brother Harry has said, don't <laughs> say anything yet until we talk to Bing Bang Al. We got to see where we got for the Well, Harry, stuff. he's talking to us. Yes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell Harry I have, it's okay. Okay. Yeah, we got you. I love it. So look out for that and look out for all the big things Big Al is doing and our partnership with you. We're so excited to keep it going. Cool, cool. Thanks for sharing your story, Al. You're welcome. Bye.